Okay, we're going to begin this story called The Skegness Funeral. It's taken from It's a Rum Life, Book 4, Volume 2, Northcote, 1994 to 2009. As dawn broke the morning of the funeral, it revealed the entire countryside engulfed in freezing fog. Bright white hoarfrost coated all the trees and hedgerows, and ice glistened from puddles in the roadway. It was the Monday before Christmas, and we were booked to provide the transport for a funeral at Skegness. Cracker, being big and very black, was the appointed horse, and our everyday four-wheel rubber-tied ride dray had been stripped of its seats and given a very quick coat of green and black paint. It was already loaded on its trailer and ready to leave. The harness and everything else we would need was in Trina's lorry, as our big horse box being off the road for the winter. Cracker had been made beautiful with black and green wool woven through his mane and tail. We just had to get him into the lorry. Not a good start. From the very day we brought him home, Cracker had hated travelling. Getting him into a horse box is a true task of mammoth proportions. This morning was no exception, and we began to face the problem with what we thought was plenty of time to spare. We were wrong. It took over an hour, and as we left the yard, we had to try and make up some time on the journey. The undertaker had specifically asked us to be on time, as a journey through the town had been requested to give the old gentleman a good send-off. As, the, as we approached Gunby Roundabout on the main road to Skegness, the fog became almost totally solid. It was freezing on the windscreen on the wing mirrors, on the dray behind, where it glistened like an iced cake. Trina took the second turn off the island instead of the third. It was hard to see where the road was, never mind the turns. I had to get out and guide her backwards and into the main road again, and we tried once more. The Skegness Fire Station approach was our chosen parking spot. The road was wide here, there was plenty of room to unload horse and dray. We managed it in double quick time. We were already twenty minutes late, but I suppose funerals are a little different to weddings. In an effort to make up time, we galloped and cantered the horse down the main Roman bank road into Skegness, and eventually arrived at the funeral parker, pa, the funeral parlour, with Cracker out of breath and steaming so much in the frost, he was producing his own personal fog bank. The funeral director was none too pleased and said he thought we would have to forego the trip around the town. I explained that this was the client's very last journey anywhere. I thought he should go the longest possible way. The coffin was loaded, and surrounded by two beautiful rows of flowers. Trina as my groom mounted on one side of my high seat, and the undertaker, in his very tall top hat, stood on my other hand. We paraded up to the Skegness Pier and turned down to pass along the seafront of the town. The fog was still like pea soup and very, very cold. At the clock tower we turned into the main shopping street and caused the most amazing commotion. Now we truly stopped all the traffic. Cars were parked on both sides of the long straight thoroughfare, the pavements were packed with pedestrians and the traffic was passing in both directions, until we arrived on the scene. 
As we appeared quite suddenly out of the freezing fog, everything came to a standstill, which I suppose is right and proper for a funeral. Buses and lorries, cars and pedestrians, all ground to a halt. The only moving vehicle in Lumley Road, Skegness, for those few minutes, was pulled by Cracker, who was to become, before he himself died, the tallest shire horse in the world. Behind him was a simple four-wheeled trolley with the coffin and beautiful flowers. The hats worn by Tarina and the undertaker were coated with thick ice across their fronts and my hands seemed to be locked permanently around the reins despite a decent pair of gloves. After touring the town centre, our journey took us to a housing estate off the Lincoln Road, just out of the town where the whole family of the deceased were waiting to walk behind the dray as we processed to the local church. The wait outside the church seemed interminable. It was still relatively early in the day, being about 10.30am, and the freezing fog still swirled around, making us all feel as if we had been locked inside a freezer cabinet. Just as the service was coming to an end, a kindly lady popped her head out of the adjoining church hall and offered us a cup of tea. There was not the time, though, as quite quickly everyone assembled for the journey to the local cemetery. Frozen to the bone. This was to be a somewhat longer journey, and the funeral company provided a little white van to travel in front of us with hazard lights flashing. We could not see these for much of the journey, as once we had left the town and all the warmth around the houses, the fog closed in even closer. By now the ice encrusted on the front of the funeral director's top hat and Trina's bowler hat, as the two of them stood on either side of my seat, was so thick it began to drop off in lumps. Sitting immobile in my passenger seat with the freezing fog swirling all round, I've never been so cold in all my life. It took a further half an hour to finish the journey, and just fifteen minutes to conclude the final formalities. The family all came to thank Cracker and explained that their elderly relative had been a wagoner in his working life and left the specific request that his last journey should be by heavy horsepower. Our mission accomplished, we scooted back to the fire station and began the unpleasant task of trying to persuade Cracker it was in his best interest to get into the wagon out of the cold and frost. He would have nothing of it, and after another half an hour we espied a group of ambulance men from the adjoining premises gazing out of their staff room window at our predicament. There was nothing for it if we were going to prevent the poor horse catching his death of cold, the ambulance men were duly enlisted, and with the aid of a strong rope and four men on each side, we manually hauled the reluctant animal into his transport. None too soon either, as he was visibly shaking with cold after his exertions in the terrible conditions. All in all, He was greatly appreciated, and although the memory of the event is marred by our initial delay, considering the overall deplorable conditions, it was a great success. There we are, that's the end of that little story, brought to you by Cracker Books, written and read by Keith Sanders. Okay, this is a new ending to all our stories. There's no shop anymore, 
Since COVID, we decided to allow free access to all our complete books, videos and audio stories. You can access them all via our new website. The address is www.itsarumlife.com The spelling I-T-S-A-R-U-M-L-I-F-E dot com No spaces It'sarumlife.com There we are. Have a a good look and thank you for listening.